0: Now, it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Katie Nickerson from Village Theatre, where she is the Director of Youth Education and Community Outreach. This is such a timely visit because no doubt you've been wondering, what could your child be doing this summer? Katie has some great opportunities to tell us about, and they're virtual. I feel it's a great way to make the proverbial lemonade from the feeling of lemons that might be our current life So let's meet Katie. Katie Nickerson, good morning. How wonderful to welcome you here this morning. How are you, Kate? I am doing well and, you know, managing to, you know, step by step get through each day of this very unusual time. How about you, Katie? Uh,
1: Oh, yes, the same. Uh, It has been really both. Challenging personally and um, invigorating professionally and lots of things that we're taking away, right? I mean, there's lots to, to learn. And um, yeah, I'm hoping this all resolves soon, but I think it's going to change how we, how we live and do things going forward.
0: Well, we've certainly had to be doing a lot of changing and adapting and, you know, some of it's certainly uncomfortable. But I'm always hopeful that the change will be for good. Always going through changes is is very awkward and it can look kind of messy, I think. But ultimately, I I hope that, that good things are going to be coming out of this.
1: Yes, I think it's allowed a lot of people to see how resilient they can be.
0: And that is certainly a great thing, and to see what options. Of course, the fact that we've progressed to this time in history with all of our technology uh, is is certainly great. It it helps us to adapt more easily to the kinds of work that we do, not the least of which, you know, it's very interesting to think about this in terms of the theater and how to use this, especially with kids, which is what we want to be focusing on this morning. But you've already been um, exploring that through a a semester or a season of it with youth, right?
1: Yes, we have an amazing 10-person kid stage staff. And um, right when the shutdown began, we were in the Zoom room together figuring out how to manifest our, our mission to serve kids and build skills for theater and skills for life, even in, in this environment. And we knew that uh, we had all sorts of active kids, and we couldn't just leave them hanging. So we went right to work. Um, creating opportunities for them to complete their programming with us online. We were doing um, Zoom interaction as well as video recorded um, content within the first week or so. And so on average, 300 kids or so a week we were working with. And it allowed us time to find out what works and what they were experiencing and and how to make sure that our environment was safe, but exciting and invigorating and theatrical <laughs> um, and allowed them to uh, connect with each other. That's such a big piece of it. And um, we we found I mean, they they were able to really help us say this works. This doesn't work. Uh, we like this. And. It's surprising how much they want to be together, uh, working with their peers, especially those that they share this passion for theater with.
0: And, you know, as you are describing this, Katie, I'm thinking, well, this makes so much sense. The the creativity aspect of it, it's so much part of theater. So to be that kind of adept and flexible and make it work just seems to... Be one of those well, of course, kinds of situations,
1: right? Right. I mean, we we discovered right away. They told us, you know, no, we don't have Zoom fatigue. We want to be together this way. This is different than what we're doing at school, and um, you know, converting to 100% live and interactive. um, We we have seen that there is a lot of effective uh, methods for working with a creative environment. And it's wonderful to work with. We, we also immediately got our, about 22 of our teaching artists together and uh, in, a, in a Zoom happy hour. And um, already they were teaching also. So we've been able to sort of create some labs to discover what works. You know, there's that synchronicity issue with music and dance um, that... Folks are already working out. Some of our music directors immediately got certified or figured out how to get trained and how to um, edit music videos together so that we could still perform. And, um, I mean, we have some great minds uh, working on all of this to make sure that um, kids can still get their needs met for expressing themselves. And, um, of course, they... Are bringing many of the solutions to us as well. We give them challenges, um, you know, bring back a video about this and see what uh, you can share about that, and um, so it, it's just a new place to develop um, creativity, foster collaboration, um, and and it's just kind of a whole new art form.
0: <laughs> so isn't that in itself quite exciting?
1: Yes, yes. It's very uh, STEAM, you know, science, technology, yes. engineering, and math. I mean, right now, kids are putting their artistic and, and of course, teaching artists, their artistic minds to this otherwise technological world. I mean, I immediately, I love Zoom, but I was immediately asking myself, why wasn't it more um Design friendly, you know, where's the flexibility in being able to I mean, I know that you can do backdrops and there, there's some things that you can do, but I'm pretty sure Zoom has a lot of people working on some new things now that the arts are shut down and looking for ways to express and and produce content um, that they otherwise weren't necessarily looking to online environments to to manifest
0: again, kind of finding a silver lining in, in something that's such a challenging situation. And it occurs to me, thinking of, of STEM, thinking of the young people who are, you know, just know no barriers in that sense and love technology, they might be creating what is the next step. So, you know, here they are still students, but they are the innovators.
1: Right, right. And that's, you know, that's a elemental aspect of our program anyway, because it's very much about um, building youth voice and uh, creative expression, and we want our students to be solving these problems, right, in our future. And so, um, you know, sort of transforming what we already were doing in the classroom in live and in real life, as they say to uh, an environment online has been um, a really I think interesting problem to solve and of course they're they're helping us but they still and we give them challenges like create eight counts of choreography with a small group and bring it back and teach it and they can do that online and um, there are just it's surprising the amount of things that we're doing in real life that we can do in the Zoom, you know, classroom environment, um, and yeah, they're they're out there solving lots of challenges, and um, I think finding, you know, it's interesting. We don't we don't want to stay in an online environment forever, of course. I mean, theater is a live, interactive art form. It depends on you know collaboration and connection, and yet this is what we're this is what we're given, so we're going to make some lemonade. Yeah. Um, but what what I think is interesting about some online engagement benefits, um, especially with the artistic lens, is you know STEM skills. We can utilize youth culture um, and have that be sort of celebrated and integrated into class. You know, bringing up memes that they improv- improvise. Um, you know, memes for. Uh, meme images. Um, yeah, there's little to no social or peer pressure. So for some students, this kind of environment is even safer for them. They feel even more comfortable. Every student gets a chance to be center stage. Um, you know, they can they can use their rooms um, creatively, which is kind of fun. It's the, their their own space becomes their own creative lab. Um, and of course, we even make sure that there's time, unstructured time, so that friendships can be developed. Most of the kids we worked with right away knew each other, and now we're going into spring and summer camps where not all the students will know each other, and we're making sure there's social time um, where they just they have some some choice and um, the ability to just chat and show people things in their rooms or tell them about themselves. And then the other cool thing is there's no commuting stress for families, right? Anyone can take a class from anywhere. They could call up a friend or cousin in another state and say, let's take a class together. So that's, that's really fun.
0: A great advantage, again, making that lemonade, as you were saying, Katie.
1: Right, right,
0: and the thing that's wonderful then about these classes that uh, are going to be happening now for spring and summer, it makes me think back many, many years ago when I first decided I would take a theater class. Feeling I was already in university, but feeling very shy, very much an introvert, and I thought maybe if I do a theater class, it's going to really help me. And, of course, it did. I mean, it was the beginning and, you know, one step after another. And uh, I think what you have said is skills for theater are skills for life. And, and that's mm-hmm. so important to offer to, to young people right now who might be feeling a little out of sorts.
1: Right. Well, there's the, what you did, you know, incremental risk-taking, is what builds confidence over time. And unless we take risks, we don't grow and we don't learn. And unless we're uncomfortable and get comfortable with discomfort, you know, we don't, we, we, we can't grow. And I know for me, this has certainly made me uncomfortable with my moderate technical skills. And it's been frightening as heck um, to enter into this world and, and, want to make sure that what we're bringing to families is healthy and safe and productive. But yeah, for some students who are maybe more introverted or observant initially, the the online environment um, can be uh, an even better starting point for them. They can, you know, they can turn off their camera and just watch an exercise. They can you know, watch an exercise um, or, or they can do the exercise with their camera off. So if they feel like, well, I'm going to do that dance move kind of weird to start out with, I'm, I don't want everybody to see me, um, they, they can do that. We don't, we don't encourage it. But if that's where someone is at, that's where we want to meet them. Um, and then other students can just kind of watch um, so it's it's a great great stepping stone, I think, to you know, live in real life for certain kinds of kids. Um, you know, some kids, neurodiverse kids, for example, you know, may be overwhelmed in this environment when it's live. And there's a lot, of, a lot of a lot of moving parts in a third to fifth grade Harry Potter camp, right? It can be pretty noisy and creative and um, stimulating. So this kind of environment, I mean, we're we're considering that even when we get back in real life, we will probably continue to offer this kind of programming because it does reach students in geographical areas that can't otherwise get to us. And it offers, I think, accessibility to other students who might not be comfortable in the room um, initially and still want to explore or learn in a different way which
0: is exciting being able to again use our circumstances to even expand the the program to be greater than it was to begin with
1: yes yes I I realized that I haven't worked this hard <laughs> since I helped really get the program growing from its um, single sort of programs in Issaquah 21 years ago. And, you know, the first, I don't know, eight or 10 years, I just worked all, all the time. And so many new programs we were developing and and we were scaling up so quickly. And this reminds me of that. I didn't think I had it in me, (laughs) you know, for one more round. So this has been um, fascinating. The other really exciting thing is the involvement from Village Theater at large, right? Our main stage staff, uh, who are remaining um, in our in our world, have have a lot to do, but maybe not as much as they used to do. And you know, our artistic director Jerry Dixon is going to be teaching an advanced class for. Um, acting class for advanced students. We have our associate artistic director working on some programming with us. Our whole development staff is talking about helping us create our camps in the box um, and work with volunteers who've been wanting to help. So basically these would arrive uh, or be picked up by families, and they would have a Kid Stage T-shirt and a, um, what I call a magic scarf or a dancing scarf. Um, a small deck of cards. Um, what else do I have in there? Lots and lots of sort of fun um, things that allow them to feel connected and, and sort of some tangible connections. Oh, I wanted to put in an otter pop, you know, an unfrozen otter pop so that we can share otter pops on the last day. We'd include wipes so they can wipe down our <laughs> box, handouts from the teacher. Um, activities, maybe village theater pens and pads of paper, you know, lots of uh, different things that they can use. And I've got some other ideas I haven't shared with people, so I better not say them. <laughs> so, <laughs> we want to leave some
0: surprises, right? What's that? We want to have some surprises.
1: Yes, we want to have some surprises, so I won't I won't share everything. but yeah, we, we thought it would be nice to have a tangible connection. Something that they can open, you know, a few days before camp to get excited. You know, name tag they can decorate, um, and you know, this is more for the for the younger uh, students. Um, we haven't quite figured out what to do with the teens, but we will. And yeah, so it's been it's been neat to see, um, you know, Village Theater really just want to be involved in the youth education program in ways that. They haven't been involved before. So there's just been some really um, exciting things out of this, you know, terrible challenge and crisis. Um, and, and even as we move forward, there's a lot that we've already said, hey, we want to keep doing this. And, um, I mean, I don't think I've seen my staff this regularly <laughs> before <laughs> because I have two locations, you know, with Everett and Issaquah and uh, an amazing Associate Artistic Director, Susie Bixler, who really handled the Issaquah program. and But we're now collaborating in ways that make the locations disappear because they have. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's quite, quite a fascinating time. And, you know, that's a, a
0: good way then to really... Uh, frame it, is thinking of it that way because, of course, if we think of it in a certain way, that's the way it actually becomes the experience mm-hmm. for us, right? And mm-hmm. and it, I wonder, does, do the numbers of students then um, actually increase a bit? Is there more opportunity for that, whereas physically there's only so much space? Can you do more, w- work with more students when it's an online experience?
1: Well, we sure can. I think what we're all predicting in in this theater world, those of us that are in education and, and going online, is that we're still probably only going to have 50% of the students from our usual population. So then it becomes a challenge because, you know, no matter what we say, and we're trying to say it as well as we can, and, and you are helping us, right?, Say this is a different kind of online experience. Even though your child and you may be tired of um, online uh, classes, this is different. And and not to take anything away from from school, and because teachers are doing amazing things there as well. But by nature, these are you know small class sizes and. You know, there's a lot to say about what might be special in conjoining with peers. You know, that share your interests, and it's just a different, different space. But it will reduce. I mean, we will, we will not have the same kinds of registrations. We will be experiencing financial losses in our in our programs. However, if we can figure out how to connect outside of our geographical region that we normally serve um, and get into places where they really don't have access to this kind of programming. And that can be even within the nooks and crannies around this region, right, that just don't quite have enough time to get their child from school to a four o'clock class. Um, Or we're just, just that, you know, 10 minutes too far getting to those families and then also getting out of the state um, could be really helpful. And we don't know what will happen. I mean, you'll have to check back, right? It's <laughs> yeah. When we we've just announced summer and um, we're going to be announcing advanced summer programs, sort of super advanced, uh, advanced on steroids programming for our kids who otherwise would have been in our um, really high achiever Uh, productions in the summer we have had to cancel those because we can't rehearse Um, there's no way to social distance and rehearse even if we were allowed to so um, so those students are going to get some some opportunities it'll be very interesting to see uh, what kind of of, um, enrollment we have spring went really well we we had classes overflowing and had to add classes um, so that's a good indication, and that's what kind of gave us the confidence to to go further.
0: Well, maybe to underscore that and encourage where there might be uh, hesitation or just thinking, oh, it's probably not for my kid. My first career was actually as a teacher, and I had drama mm. as part of my teaching load, uh, along with teaching English And grammar and all that kind of fun stuff. And I Mm -hmm. found that it was the drama classes, the theater production that was so key, that was kind of an equalizing field for all the students. So those who maybe Mm -hmm. weren't so great academically could excel and did excel in different parts of the theater production. And I think it's an opportunity that, you know, in that way builds confidence and inspires a desire to learn and and engage for kids who who might feel kind of like, ah, I don't like school. I don't want to do anything with learning. It, it just really is inspirational.
1: What a good point. You know, it's something I've thought of in the past, and we've shared that concept in, like, um, our fundraisers, and I haven't put it in my document, which are, you know, sort of what are the benefits to online engagement with a, you know, creative art form, and you're absolutely right. There's a lot of kids that don't feel successful, and we've heard it from our students. I don't feel successful at school, but I come here and I know I'm more than just my grades. Right. And that, I think, is a really good point. I appreciate you bringing it up because that's maybe what a fundamental difference. Even if we don't teach that much differently than schools right now in terms of technique, we will, but even if we didn't what they're experiencing is maybe a place where they can feel success. And, um, and that touching in with their you know, inner strengths and you know, creativity and self-expression, and it's of course why the arts are so important to be in, in integrated into our subjects at school and taught separately for what it is. Um, but it often isn't, and that's probably the other reason you know, for for a parent to think, well, what what has my child not been getting? Um, and and I think it's been hard to to continue teaching the arts online um, for schools. So, what a good point! Thank you. Oh. I'm writing it down <laughs> to remember. Well, it didn't it, go in my notes.
0: It was my experience, and I still hold it. I cherish it all these years later as to what. I saw happen what it meant to those youth and you know I have lost track with so many but you know for that time it made a difference and that can never be taken away.
1: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, self-concept, identity, um, what we what we say to ourselves, 90% of our experiences, you know, I I struggle in school, I only get C's have to work so hard just to do that you know that's a tough that's a tough thing to break out of and you know we are seeing such an increase in anxiety and depression um among students and i'm i'm you know we're obviously all worried about that and um and i know i see our students here really talking about that ones that have have grown to be connected to their community here um there's there's a willingness to to be vulnerable, um, right? Theater teaches vulnerability. Yes. You can't be an actor unless you're vulnerable, and that's what brings us to connect with people and and build our safety nets and and have uh, support that we need and be the support for others.
0: Yes. So,
1: it's such good stuff. It's so fun talking to another theater person <laughs> who gets it.
0: Oh absolutely and that's why we want to share it why we're talking about it is to inform yeah. others and say here's that opportunity for you to involve your kids uh, with kid mm-hmm. stage so we should get down to that piece of it Katie is
1: how do uh, sure. parents
0: enroll their kids
1: well org, and then go under i think it's still located under um, youth education org and then it's really easy to find kid stage. It's under education. There's a bar, it says main stage and donate and education and village originals and on and classes and camps are under education. And there we are. If you don't hear about us any other way, that's the best way to get there.
0: Terrific. And so This is for kids all ages. It starts
1: at pre-K. Right, right. I mean, it's amazing. We've got these four-year-olds walking around with their tablet and their laptop. And that was (laughs) something else I was going to say. Accessibility really fast. Um, We're learning that most school districts are going to allow their students to keep their devices um, that they've been given if they have needed them because they don't have enough at home or they don't have one at home. So we're very excited to hear that that's happening. But uh, yes, that took me off track, but I wanted to make sure that I shared that with you.
0: To underscore that, it's a, a great collaboration then to see community pulling together to make it mm-hmm. inclusive in that way.
1: Right, right. Right. We definitely need the help um, from from the districts to allow students to continue their out-of-school time Interactions because that's that's important and a lot of schools I'm just now seeing too are offering summer school, so um, and they're going to continue with online summer school so that's that's exciting but yeah Zoom into summer is uh, is our sort of tagline and that'll take you right to classes and camps and there's all sorts of things to choose from and yes we will be uh, announcing programming for our advanced students that goes to age 20. So that's very exciting. And we do have two shows, summer independent shows, that are working to manifest their show in some way. Um, There's Tuck Everlasting in Issaquah and Jasper in Deadland in Everett. And these are students that are in college age and below that are completely independently directing, producing, um, designing their show every year uh, usually for real life of course and now they're kind of being challenged to figure out how to how to have an end result that is interesting and exciting and so that's another experience that we're we're labbing with students actually so they're going to teach us a few things
0: and that again is such an invaluable opportunity and experience that builds confidence and you know it's just priceless. Yeah. Yes. Well, Absolutely. Katie Nickerson, it's it's just been so great to connect with you to learn about this to pass along the information so we can help families get their kids on board and learn or continue to learn or learn some new skills that they didn't even realize that were something that they wanted to do very passionately.
1: Nicely said. Thank you so much for having me.
0: It's been my pleasure and let's have a a great spring and summer, shall we?
1: Okay, thank you. You too. Thank you.
0: And with that, we're at the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Katie Nickerson and Sunday Morning Magazine with Earl Johnson. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your having shared this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 106.9 webpage. Just click on the podcast tab, then Sunday mornings, and look for the show and guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of feeling hopeful, optimistic, encouraged.